If you want a 1700 home, we've got them for you in, in uh, Connecticut. 1700s? 1700s. We're closing on one this month. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. And another one next. And another one next. And next another one month. next month. 30 We're days on out. state. I know. That was amazing. Good job. I don't know. I still am losing sleep over it. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 73 of The Real Word. Word is up. Did you get it this time, Suave? You got it? Oh. This time we've got Nicole's phone ringing. Sorry, we've it's like my kid's school or something. We've got to move quick your on the three is rackets. Distracting me is a little it distracting? Today. A little bit. You're a little like, like you're kind of tight today. It's a little tight feeling. Yeah. But it's it's one of those thin jackets. I know, but it's like I feel like you're stuffy. Like you're stuffing. Mm. Like you're still stuffy. You feel stuffy. Mm. You feel stuffy. good about it. Feel good about Trying it. to up my professional game here for, for our today, real though. word <laughs> viewers. <laughs> Just for today. Which means I'm not going to do any swearing. All right. Oh. Let's jump right into racket number one. I'm ready. Did you have a good weekend? Great good. weekend. Good. Great. Let's yep. get into it. Hope you did too. Racket number one, home ownership likely to rise due to an aging population in this country. This is an Inman article. They're referencing a study, and we'll link up the article as we always do. Mm -hmm. But when you and I both went through the article, we found it was more geared towards renters not necessarily no. age well the photo was very misleading well, the it, photo at the top shows like grandma Ann, like granny she's doing like a thing it's a beautiful ring she has you think yeah. i don't know it's, she's she's got a ruby in it what did she's dusting yeah i mean i hope at her age i'm not i'm not ever dusting but yeah i mean it sounded like um it was a little misleading it was actually extremely misleading but yeah no it is mostly sorry about renters and um, Let, renters and aging and percentage of home ownership and do people still believe in it. Let's start with where home ownership is today. Today oh. it sits at sixty four point two percent, which economists at the New York Fed noted is very close to the longer run average in the mm -hmm. thirty years between nineteen sixty five and nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety four rather. Mm -hmm. The home ownership rate hovered around sixty four percent. So basically, where we are today before of course going up in 95 to 2004 to more than 69 percent but yeah. we know the influence there right. with all the mortgages uh the housing crash and subs uh subsequent do you think sub sub subsequent subsequent, subsequent. subsequent. Sub, sub <laughs> i knew it was gonna get me we should just skip reading too much on the real you word you should have just skipped the you should so just the housing the, crash the and the recession knocked down the rate to 62 percent before it bounced back to where it is today. So it's, been, so it's up like 2%. So, so What's that, basically what they're saying is they're saying we're at a healthy rate from, from where we've right. been in the past, right? right? Now, when I, I was really excited for this article because I, I was like, you know what? The headline made a lot of sense to me. Okay. We have a, a rising population, but we also have people living longer. They didn't mm -hmm. really get into that. No, they didn't get into that actually at all. No. It was all about renters. It was all about... Do renters still want to buy? Right. And, so, the, and renters believing whether they can or cannot buy. But so it's a double-sided, actually, article because it's talking about, obviously, like, millennials and youngers getting older. And then, obviously, like, you know, the baby boomers getting older, too. So it's sort of like a burning on both when ends. When I look at the baby boomers, that's a huge, huge <clears throat> population, right. right? And as they do get older and live longer, 
my gut, there's no data in this report, but my gut tells me a large percentage of them are going to tell their kids, screw you. I'm living in my house. I'm staying a homeowner, right? Like, you know, when you get a large screw population you. of people, screw you. there's going to be some stubborn, like, you know, maybe their kids but like, hey, like, maybe you should rent, you know, let me rent. get that money now. <laughs> you know, maybe you should, uh, go well, to, go to an old smart, They'll home. actually let their children have ownership of their homes or they will lose their homes. Right. But that's I mean, a whole nother topic. For talk to your accountant day. on that. Yeah. I just mm -hmm. believe there's going to be a lot of them that want to remain homeowners. Sure. And then you've got millennials that are moving out of being renters. And that's right. really what this article gets into. If you, if you're interested in reading it again, mm -hmm. it'll be linked up and moving into homeowners. So to me, that could create the perfect storm as well as the transaction getting easier mm -hmm. over the next decade. I believe that's going to happen. Do you think, though, so it's interesting because I read an article recently about the rise in people wanting to actually age in place has grown. And you actually see a lot of contractors now act, uh, offering the service of turning people's homes um, into more of a handicap friendly home. So it's, it's interesting to actually read this, but then also read articles that sort of contradict that, that a lot of people are going to want to stay in their current, you know, four to bedroom, two and a half bath colonials, but just like sort of, you know, and I manipulate it to work best for them. I actually, I'm going to call this a racket because I question how much the homeownership realistic rate will realistically go up. Remember, mm -hmm. we're at all time lows basically for our interest rate. Right. And that's not driving it up. And if you go on like a website, this is a Harvard website. If you go jchs.harvard.edu and look up the multifamily stats, there are so mm -hmm. many reports. And this is talking about large commercial mm -hmm. uh, multifamily real estate in our in our country. There mm -hmm. are so many reports that that tend to believe that the aging population is going to start renting mm -hmm. as they age out. So it can go so many different ways. I think inventory has a lot to do with it, though, too, why people yeah. aren't buying and it's not buying the right thing, but the right product might be available and a rent. Right. Well, I, in all honesty, most people, I feel like I'm pushing a lot of people in the rent way just because it allows them the ability to wait until the right house does come on. Yeah or they're just putting themselves in a much better buying position because they don't have to like sell in order to buy. I mean, there's so many advantages to renting. I do though across the board still see people regardless of whether it's here or if they're going to be, you know, going south like sort of where we're headed next, like m most people do want to own. And oh, that's I, just I agree. my own personal opinion, but and it's just super interesting like all the different Six and a half stories. out of 10 people today do own. Mm -hmm. Does it get back up to seven out of 10? Maybe. I don't know. It could. I, I, I'm going to call it a racket just because there's not a lot of data in this particular report that shows me uh, why it would indeed rise. But you know, And I think it's a racket because the photo has nothing to do with the yeah. article. And maybe some of these old peeps will want you know, some of the beautiful antiques, antique homes that we have in Connecticut. But nobody wants to tear these antique homes, by the way. This <laughs> is just a little inside <laughs> racket in between the two rackets. Nobody wants to tear down nobody these antique down, homes. But nobody has the money to fix them. Nobody's got the money to fix them, but we just want to leave them here in New England up because they're so damn historical instead of building yeah. the product that and can God maybe... And forbid they have white cabinets and granite countertops. Yeah. I mean, for real. It's 2019, people. It's not the 1700s. No, because if that was true, then we wouldn't even have toilets. Yeah. I mean. Oh, they didn't have toilets? 1850. Wow. Yeah. So we're literally, Nicole and I in here in these little shoreline New England towns in, in Connecticut are mm -hmm. literally selling homes pre-toilet. I didn't even know <laughs> that. We should start putting that. Ness, MLS <laughs> description. This home is pre-toilet. Pre-toilet. <laughs>
All right, racket number two. That's a racket. Florida is the big winner as wealthy moves out of northern states, as the wealthy moves out of the northern states. Connecticut in this article, this is a Bloomberg article, mm-hmm. which we'll link up. Connecticut, our state, our yep. lovely state here of Connecticut, mm-hmm. was the biggest loser in this migration transition. Nicole, what are your thoughts? So I guess I have a few questions, though, here, because I feel like, yes, there's a huge migration out of Connecticut. Obviously, I mean, we've been talking about this for years. There is a, obviously a huge, you know, immigration into Florida. That I agree with. I guess where I'm, like, hiccuping a little bit is, and I do, and it doesn't talk about this at all here, is because I feel like a lot of people in Connecticut still actually are living in Connecticut, but they're making Florida their main residency. Here's a great example. I just <clears throat> joined that country club. I have The you, golf club. Are you, are you sore at all? No. You feeling good about feeling it? Feeling good about it. Yeah. So I, anyways, when I filled out the application to, to try to become a member, interestingly enough, because there's enough people, obviously, and members of this club for them to put it, mm-hmm. winter address and summer address, right? right? Yeah, like absolutely. The majority of those club members right. have, whether it's their primary or not, have a place in another state. Right. And I think, though, that, and, I, and, I, and I'm curious to see how that would actually skew these numbers, because it is it is much cheaper to, like, retire in Florida and have that be your primary Nicole, residence than Connecticut. So, But if people are coming up here for four or five months, which I agree they are, certainly... You know, oh, with grandkids, there's so many people that are coming back. And there are, you know, we have a new development in one of our towns that we work in Guilford, 66 Mm -hmm. High Street. So obviously you should put up a little 66highstreet.com here. People should go check out this new development. But but there are people that are are having, you know, that have a home out of state, Mm -hmm. but are buying a condo in this development Mm -hmm. so that they have the four or five Mm -hmm. or six months Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. here because people want to be here. But if their income now is being taxed because they're a resident of another state. Right. Connecticut's not getting the tax draw out of that. No, but the town, the towns, the, the local towns Well, the towns town's going to get the, the, if they buy property, real estate, yes. they'll get some, some real yeah, estate taxes. Yeah, so I mean, you are losing, you are losing, but I just, I, again, I, I'm curious to see what that number really is in like real so life here, besides I mean, just people moving. What I like about this article yes. is there's a lot of data. There's tons of data. As opposed to that last article, the data here is rich. Mm-hmm. Connecticut lost 1.6 of its annual adjusted gross income to the people who moved out of the Constitution State. That's what we are here, the Mm -hmm. Constitution State. Did you know that? So the people that moved out Mm -hmm. had an average income of $122,000, which was 26% higher than those migrating in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the people moving into Connecticut had Mm -hmm. lower incomes. The Mm -hmm. people moving out Mm -hmm. were bringing these higher incomes Mm -hmm. to a place like Florida. Right. Florida, in fact, I believe the number was 17.9 or 17.1. 17.2. billion. They gained 17.2 billion out of states like Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. 17.2 billion. We're right now in Connecticut. We've got a governor talking about trying to borrow nine billion and we'll have our kids pay back twenty seven billion. Florida is just accepting off of migration Mm -hmm. seventeen billion point seventeen point two billion. This is this is real data that is eye opening to me. If I'm Mm -hmm. in New York if I'm in Jersey, if I'm in the Northeast, if I'm in Connecticut like we are, I'm paying attention to this. I'm figuring out how to market to those people that are maybe becoming a resident of Florida but keeping something up here or not, right? Maybe they're selling right. it. Well, maybe they're renting. 
or maybe they're renting, right? So the the total the big winner, the total inflow was Florida, 17.2 billion. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way down to 2.4 billion for number 2, which happens to be Texas. Like there's a wide gap. Florida is really winning on the inbound mi- migration. Which is interesting because I feel like Florida also got hit the hardest during the recession. So um well, I don't really know what any of it means, but I mean, it's still, it's, it's all very interesting to see. I mean, look at all those pinks, look at all that pink and black. In the article, they, they referenced <laughs> the 122,000 down Ooh, here. Nevada, look, Nevada, a lot of people are hitting the road from Nevada. Huh? When, when, and, and the, and people can move out of Connecticut. Oh, they go to other places besides that's from. So this oh, is just Florida to go to Nevada. This <laughs> is just in and out of Florida. So people, if you just look at Connecticut to Florida, the numbers jump up from that 122,000 average, which mm-hmm. was outbound to, you know, to any state. Because you have people that migrate from Connecticut to New York, Connecticut to Mass, all that of kind course. of stuff, right? But if you just look at Connecticut to Florida specifically, we lost an average of 253,000. Families moving to Florida took an average of 253,000 in their family salaries, 45 the current inbound from Florida. So the inbound from Florida was just over $50,000. Hmm. That's bad business. That's really a bad, bad trade-off business. for yeah. us. You know what would be fun? We should fly down to Florida and we should talk to some of the... I, I'm curious to see what the state has is planning. Like, what are they... You know, what's the, what's the scoop? Well, they've been planning this for years. I mean, <clears throat> I know the southwest corner better than any other part right. of Florida just because I spend time there. Yeah. But the six to eight lane like main roads and the six lane highways they've been preparing infrastructure wise no potholes by the way for this for a long long time Mm -hmm. they're ready for the influx like naples in particular you know in season you're up around i think seven hundred thousand it's it's residents it's in the four hundred thousand that that's going to a million people someday and they're ready for it yeah uh which is interesting you go to miami the numbers are just just crazy right but all right anyways if you're in northeast Drop us a comment if you're seeing the same thing. If if you're if you've got clients that are moving out, uh, the article will be linked up. Racket, what do you think? Is this a racket or is this just the no, way? No, I just it's just the way that it is. Yeah. I feel like it's always just kind of been, you know, like. But it's interesting though because I remember. So my grandparents lived in great grandparents lived in Florida and we visited there a lot. Um, and it's funny though because I feel like as a kid I remember everyone being like, "Oh, like you're from Connecticut. Like it was like this like." beautiful like mm. not beautiful but like people used you know, it like was like money wealthiest. like yes yeah. and now and I you're just, like hey i haven't seen that i mean i don't know what you're talking about well back then i was like i just like it's just where i've ever been always ever yeah. been but i feel like it's completely different now it's like uh-oh like you're oh yeah oh that's interesting yeah <laughs> all right racket number three an epic fall from grace My realogy's goodness. total stock collapse over the past five years their stock has cratered by over 90 per cent you love talking about this um, you talk about this every chance you get i think it's i think it's something to be concerned about well, if you're a, yeah. coldwell banker mm-hmm. if you're sotheby's international if you're c21 uh if you're corcoran right any of the realogy brands i mean that's a huge drop huge. they have a ton of brick and mortar they've mm-hmm. got to think about how they're going to go over the you know go through the next five years mm-hmm. differently than the last five years where their stock mm-hmm. plummeted, right? Mm-hmm. I saw somebody at an event um, because their stock was just recently twenty five. Now it's eight bucks. We were at a Zillow event. We saw mm-hmm. somebody who's mm-hmm. Coldwell Banker. I said, "Oh, I hope you didn't have a lot of that stock." And he was like, 
emotional about it in mm-hmm. the sense that immediately snapped back, oh, uh, I want to buy more. Do you? Do you? Yeah, I think you. Do actually, you? I think you actually did ask him that. Too. I said, "Do you really?" I was like, "I'm gonna go over to the bar and get a drink." You guys, you're gonna double down. This, on, you're gonna double down on that bet, or are you gonna do the smart bet and buy Zillow, right? Mm-hmm. Because unless you know something that I don't, that all this brick and mortar throughout the country is in a place to evolve, right? We believe in brick and mortar. By the way, right. we have two offices for a team. Yeah, I'm not out here. EXP in you saying you shouldn't have brick and mortar. You need to think about your brick and mortar differently today. Do you have podcast studios in each one of your offices like we have, Mm -hmm. right? Are you able to leverage how you're going to build, leverage your space to how you're going to build individual brands from 2020 to 2025? Well, I think think the biggest part, you you just nailed it right there on the head. I was, I was, uh, I worked for I worked for Cobalt Banker, um, and it was and a lot of it. You know, when you're in those situations, not to your Cobalt Banker. I love my Cobalt Banker peeps. I wasn't eating. I was eating my my uh, no, alarm I, there. No, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, um, I didn't even hear that, but I, I thank you for clarifying. It was and, and it was mo- it was always about the Cobalt Banker brand, though. It was always about like we can't do that here because then they have to do that in Colorado. It was never about actually building out the each individual like agents brand and. And, and sort of helping helping them. So I, I think you hit it there. I mean, I think that that's going to be a really important push um, for these yep. for these bigger box. I, I mean, is this a racket? It's it would be a racket if I told you Realogy is done. That would be a complete racket yeah, statement. That's not true. What's not a racket is they need to start really thinking about exactly what we just said. How are you going to make this work over the next five years? And how are you going to really lean into building those individual brands? I think every company whether you're a new disruptor or you're an old school vet like Realogy needs to be thinking about that. How are you going to make stars within your company? I think they sat at the top a little too long too. So they just got really comfortable. They yeah. got super duper this comfortable. This happens all the time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right, guys, keep it real. And please put in, in the comments anything you'd like us to talk about. Certainly, if any of these three topics relate to your situation, we want to hear about it. Absolutely. Uh, and let us know if you're in one of these Northeast states and if you've seen the migration to Or a maybe like what Florida. they're doing to op- like to optimize. Like, yeah. you have your license in Florida. Like, are people, you know? You no, know? I got to turn that on. That's happening. The license. Turn what on? The license in Florida. Oh, it's not on? I've got the stuff done. I've got to, like, it's you know. It's not on? I got to turn the, the faucet. Dude. Coming soon. I'll I'll announce (laughs) that here on The Real Word. Trust me. All right, guys. Have a great day. Keep it real. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.